When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roast Your Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter, giving you three this week. That's how we do it. Uh, I was so impressed with this guy. I'm like, you know what? I got to get this guy in the podcast. You know, we don't do Wednesdays, but I'm like, listen, this guy right here is a stud. He, uh, he's, he's 13 and one, uh, 14 and one, 14 and one. Uh, 14 and one. Sorry. I already reckon. Understand. <laughs> sorry, bro. He, he, he fights for Bellator. He fought a guy last week that was, they were making this guy as the hot prospect. They were like picking him. This guy was five and oh, uh, the guy, what's the guy you beat again? What's his name? Uh, Cass Bell. Cass Bell. I don't even know his name anymore. That's how bad you beat him. Uh, the guy, that Cass Bell is also a stud. But you, yeah. made, you made it look easy. You made it look easy. Uh, and you were up two rounds to nothing, uh, maybe even 10-8 rounds, and you went for the finish. And you got the tap, which I was like, you know what? That's a guy who's not just there to win. He's there to, to make a point. Uh, how do you feel, man? Man, I feel great, man. I feel amazing. <laughs> It's good to be home. Good to be uh, have it all done and have it uh, end the way it ended. Did that fight go exactly how you thought it was gonna go? No, I wanted to finish him in the first round, man. I thought I was gonna be able to uh, get him out of there in the first round. You almost did. You almost. I almost did, did with that guillotine. I almost uh, took him out, but you know I got to go back and work on my guillotine and uh, get better at it. You know, um, but yeah, I, I wanted to finish him in the first round. That was when I um, when I first started that um, the manifestation thing, like. Uh, uh, pretty much saying what I want. I envisioned, I envisioned finishing him in the first round, but you know, Wait, hold on. just what kept plugging this, away. What is this manifestation thing? What, what, what are you talking um, about? Um, so I, I, uh, what's it called? Not manifestations, but uh, God dog it. Uh, when you say stuff and uh, you just say it over and over to yourself. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, I had the word. Now I forgot. Um, uh, but, you were screaming during the rounds. Yeah, I've been saying that to myself probably thousands of times a day. Um, yeah, during camp, during um, during my fight preparation, during like my runs, uh, my extra workouts and stuff. You know, I've just been saying it to myself. Uh, pretty much, you're confident and fearless in all that you do. You dominate, exciting, and finish fights. I've been saying that over and over in my head. <laughs> well, no, it was awesome. And the thing about it was that uh, you know I watched, I went back and watched a lot of your fights, and a lot of your fights, you know. You're an awesome wrestler. You're a two-time national mm-hmm. champion. We'll get that. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. But it seems like you got a little bit uh, striking heavy in some of your fights. Yeah, you, you sure. want to prove that you could punch and kick, and yeah. maybe the fights were a little closer than you probably could have made them had you. Yeah, went for sure. Wrestling, where this one you're just like you actually use your wrestling a lot more in this one. Yeah. Yes, sir. And um, that was most of the times I'm I'm doing that uh, because I feel like I'm. Uh, yeah, because I want to show things that I've, 
I've worked on and things that I've gotten better on, you know what I mean? But um, I'm at a point now where I just need to go out there and uh, dominate any, in any fashion I, I feel like I can dominate, you know, and I'm most dominant uh, in the grappling. Oh, my, yeah, I mean, so, because I went back and looked at some of your, your stuff. You started wrestling as a junior. Yeah. Late start. Yeah, late, for late sure. Start. Uh, yeah, and yeah then, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know I started. I didn't, yeah, I, I started real late for wrestling, junior in high school. Well, I mean, what, what took you so long? Uh, uh, I didn't even know it was a sport. <laughs> when I, where I grew up, uh, we didn't know about wrestling, like, at all. Um, and so then when I had, my mom had moved us out of the neighborhood that I grew up. Um, see, I got a better job and moved us to kind of a better neighborhood. And then, uh, you know, uh, at school, one of my coaches, uh, or actually he was my teacher, um, my science teacher, he, he said he's a coach of a wrestling team and, and he'd give out a free quiz grade if we can't, you might just tried it out. And I came out and tried it out pretty much. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, that's, yeah. So that's why it's so important. Like, like, cause I coach wrestling now and the high school oh. team has a guy, I, I coach a middle school team. I'm doing it for like 12 years. And I started the high school program. And, and the problem is the coach doesn't go to the school. He comes in afterwards. And, oh yeah, and I'm yeah, like, my, you got to have someone in the school. Exactly, you got to have some. Yeah, exactly. Because I was um I was teaching at a um or I've been teaching off and on at um high schools around here, and um yeah, if you don't have a um a teacher in the school, it's hard to like build build your wrestling program. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's how I feel like he was able to build his uh wrestling program. He got you know people from from the classroom to just try it out. You know, and nobody's gonna. Try to, it's, it's weird looking, I feel like, for outside and kids, you know what I'm saying, to get involved um, uh, in the first place. So you got to have somebody with a connection with them for them to, to, to want to get involved. Yeah, and then he sees this, like, probably super athletic, short, black kid. It, yeah. You know what? Exactly. Exactly. He's like, yeah, you might be, hey, you, not, you might not know this, but you might be really good at this sport. And, it, yeah. I mean, it turned out I was. Like, I, I picked it up really fast, like, super fast. Yeah, no. Um, and then, uh, so you were 16. You, you, your father wasn't around. Your mom. You um, yeah. So my father was. He was around, but he was in a different state. So he was uh, living in um, Washington D.C. You know, so he would call and you know and um, things like that. You know, send. Uh, he was on child support, so he, he would always pay. You know, and stuff like that. So he wasn't like not a, around. He was just in a different state. So he he wasn't as involved as he would have liked to have been. You know what I mean? But your mom, you got, you grew up in Section 8 housing. And, yep. mm -hmm. and your mom actually saved up for her, her own house. So you guys got Yeah, so my house. mom, um, yeah, she, man, my mom is, has an amazing story herself. Like she, and she was, she had me at like uh, 17. I want to say it was like 17 or whatever. And so in the beginning of my uh, life, like um, she was living with my great grandma, cause her mom was, had um, drug uh, related problems and um, uh, was not taking care of her the best or whatever. So she was like on her own uh, very early. And so um, we were we were taken care of by my great grandma and uh, my great aunt. And um, uh, for like the first year or two of my life, I, I spent in that household. And then when my mom got on her feet and got her an apartment it was in section eight housing and um so she she pretty much had to strip me from my great grandma great my great grandma didn't want to give me up i remember them arguing about it like her like saying no i'm taking my son like i can i can handle it you know 
Um, and so she she took us and uh, me and my little brother, because uh, I think I was she was she was ju- I had she had just had a uh, my younger brother is like two years younger than me, and uh, so yeah she took us to this uh, Section Eight housing called Garden City in uh, Houston, Texas, and so then um, yeah from there you know she she kept working she kept working in 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 the uh, she was like a like a not a secretary but she worked in a cubicle I don't really know what exactly um she did but I mean she worked her way up she got like um her associates I feel like um through the company she was working for and um just kept moving up through the company and end up moving so also she got married when she when I was like maybe 11 to my stepfather and so they moved out to um to like the north part of town like a better part of um Houston and um and then then they moved into a, a house in um Tomball, Texas, which is yeah, even northern northerner, whatever you however you say it, further up north. Um and so yeah, so then they got a house and then that's where, where so I started wrestling. Working all the time. Who's taking who's watching you? You say what? Where she was working? Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I guess CPS can't call or it can't be <laughs> called now but um you know it was some times where we spent um you know um I spent time alone you know and um she would also I mean she had friends and stuff you know we would spend we would spend time with family we had family close you know so we would spend time there um off and on you know what I mean um but yeah we we probably shouldn't uh, uh we, we were probably home a lot uh uh by ourselves you know uh, I mean if, if we weren't in school and stuff, you know, and it, it's never like a long time, probably like a couple hours, you know, before she got home from work type of thing. Um, right. Wow. But yeah. Man. So then, so then your mom passes away when you're 16 years old, which I'm sorry about that. That's horrible. Yep. And then yep. now are, are you the man of the house? So, yeah. Well, um, so when she passed away, yep. Um, me, I, we didn't get along with my stepfather and it was no fault of his. It was just, just what we thought, you know, uh, he was a stepfather, you know what I mean? And we didn't like him because he was still in our mom type of thing. Right. You know, it was nothing against him. Like, I'm really cool with him now. Uh, he's a good man. Um, but, yeah, just we didn't like him. So um, when my mom passed, you know, we went pretty much, our brothers, we we were, like, split, but we weren't. Like, we went to, me and my youngest brother went to a, um, a, a my mom's sister's house. Um, and so then... I, we were. I was in my mom's sister's house with my younger brother, but I would have to commute because they wanted me to stay in the same school because I was uh, I was doing the wrestling already, and I felt like I could um, I could go to college with it, and um, and so I would like commute probably like an hour from my great aunt house that I stayed in when I was like really little. Um, I would commute from her house to the school and. Um, and and that's I just have to drive there every day, you know, so I can go to school and then um, do the wrestling program. And so then my middle brother was with uh, someone from our church family, and so he would stay there during the weekends. And then during the uh, he would stay there during the weekdays, and then the week weekends we would all kind of meet up um, either at church or at uh, my my mom's sister's house. So. We were like separated, but we would like come together kind of on the weekends and, um, you know, hang out. And, and how, how, you know. how'd your mom pass away? Uh, she had actually um, pneumonia in both her lungs. 
um, was the final. Uh, I, she was like in and out of the hospital um, with with. I feel like it was pneumonia, but or that's what they told us. It was pneumonia um, in both her lungs. Um, but if she she had like health complications, um, feel like all not all my life, but like the later part of my life. And she was also she must have knew she was gonna pass because she would like have conversations with us with like, oh, if I if I die if I died or whatever, like would y'all guys still go to church and you know stuff like that, which we never thought nothing of it. You know, she kind of brought it up pretty nonchalantly, like, and we it wasn't nothing that crossed my mind but now thinking back like oh man she like maybe knew she was gonna pass well, i mean just the fact that, like you were able like you must have you know you're a really strong person because a lot of people would have taken some of the things you went through and went the other way you know yeah 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 so, yes sir and that i i credit that to i mean my family i credit that how you know to um my how she raised me um and how she you know i feel like prepared us um and um yeah and and i had a, a lot of good people around me too you know a lot of people telling me like stick it through you know you'll you'll be all right so then you end up going to junior college uh yep i ended up yep going to so and what happened was man i was um my grades were like i was in like honors classes and, and things like that but when my mom passed i just like uh that's the what slipped my my grades like slipped uh you know uh, dramatically and um, I was like only focused on the wrestling. Like I was like, okay, the wrestling is what's gonna get me to college or whatever. And it got to the point where um, like I had made it to state my junior year, but um, my grades had came back in my report oh, card where one of those I kids. couldn't, oh, yeah, and God. I couldn't go. So I, my junior year, I made it to state, but I couldn't even go to state because my uh, grades weren't good. Nothing as a so coach, next, Yeah, so that next year I had to drop from all my honors classes and um, I had to, uh, uh, but I, I got my grades, you know, uh, to do better or whatever. But um, every every D one school that I uh, that they would, cause they would they would uh, contact me like in the summer, cause I did like Fargo and stuff like that. And um, everyone they would be like, oh yeah, we're interested. And then they find out what my grades look like, and then like, ah, oh, no, we can't really <laughs> can't really do anything for you uh, scholarship wise. Um, and so yeah, I went to the junior college and I walked on. Uh, to the junior college and um and yeah and uh that was like really good for me because it taught me to um kind of be independent in a place where you know not a lot of there wasn't a lot of other things to do besides wrestling so it wasn't a lot for me to get in trouble um trouble with and I, I could focus on my schoolwork and focus on my um wrestling you know and uh, shows a lot about you because I wrestled in college and I, I lasted like a semester because I got distracted with the girls and the drugs yeah see <laughs> yeah I feel like because I wrestled man that junior college was crazy too because I was coming from Houston you know um and then I was going to this this town that had like three street lights you know in the whole town you know so it was like like all they, there was to do was to wrestle there. You know what I mean? So, um, and and my, my coach, Joe Renfro, um, was amazing. You know, he's an amazing junior college coach. He um, yeah. uh, had multiple national champions. Um, uh, he was like always in the top three. But um, he, he would have us in study hall and he would be, he, he was so disciplined and such a hard ass that uh, nobody like really questioned anything. Like if he said to do something, like, you know, a lot of the people in junior college were at-risk teens or, you know, at-risk youth, like people that are, you know, um, uh, like really good at wrestling but didn't like to listen to anybody or having pro problems with school. But he was like, like, he was such an, uh, 
what you call it, like a hard nose, like a like we respected him so much that we would do whatever <laughs> it is he wanted us to do. To get coached. And then, so then you yeah. become an All-American in junior college. Then you yep, I, so I all American my first year, my second year I did an all American. I tore my meniscus and um, some other. Yeah, I, I just tore my meniscus. I had a bad year uh, that second year, but um, I was able to get a scholarship at a uh, four year college. See, you go to Nebraska Kearney, which isn't that where Usman went? Yep, that's with uh, Kamara Usman. Yeah, that's where he wrestled. He actually you, wrestled the year before. Right so he was he was there um, the year before I was there, and. Um, he was like roommates with the one of my best friends, um, Josh Smith. And um, it's funny because like as I was moving my stuff in, you know, he was like he was there kind of figuring out what he was going to do the next year or where he's going to move. And he was like he was like, hey, man, um, like you all right? Like everything all right? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm all right. Cause he was also my uh, team, Texas. He was one of my coaches for Team Texas. So oh, I knew wow. him already, you know, okay. um, and he was like, hey, you doing all right or whatever. And I was like. Yeah, I'm doing all right. He was like, "Hey, I just want to let you know, man. Uh, you know, the season is going. It's a, it's a long season, you know. So you be ready for. I'm like, I'm ready for a season. I wrestled a college season. I'm ready. He's like, all right, listen, listen. I'm just trying to let you know to be ready. My mom told me to uh, make sure you all right. So oh, you know that's nice. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just making sure you all right. You good? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. He's like, that, right, that's that's right, real nice. And you win the national yeah. twice. Division yep, two. I won nationals twice there. Yep, yes, sir. Now, Back here, because D two is great. I wrestled D three mm -hmm. at Binghamton, but there was always a back of my head of like, how would I would have done D one? Did you ever have exactly? Did you ever exactly have for sure, for sure, man. So every time, so I wrestled a lot of the uh, D one, um, you know, tournaments, or I mean, every tournament that you wrestle, like anybody can show up. But um, yeah, I definitely, you know, that was definitely like a man. I wish I could have seen how I did against yeah. um, a lot of those. I actually wrestled uh who was it Montel Marion um uh but it was like a couple years after for like a uh grappling like a uh it was like they was putting on wrestling events kind of like it was a MMA event uh for victory actually victory fighting championships um but yeah so I wrestled him and I but I lost to him by a point or something I was out of shape That's all right. but, <laughs> but yeah I would always I always did wonder so you're a D2 national champion, and then Jens Pulver and Pat Militich hire you to be the wrestling coach over at their gym. Yeah, so it was Jens Pulver. He was starting a um, gym in Kearney, Nebraska, so where I um, wrestled. So I had finished wrestling, and at this point, I was like a student teaching uh, or a student, uh, I forget what, the grad assistant or whatever. I was, getting, I was working on my graduate degree, and... Um, uh, I was uh, helping coaching during that time to uh, help pay for it. And so then they had asked me to come and help with their um, gym to come help uh, with the wrestling at their gym. And so um, I met Jens Pover through Josh Smith again, because Josh Smith was uh, also wrestling or he was also fighting at that time, Josh Smith and TJ Hepburn. And so then um, I went over to help with wrestling, like some of the wrestling classes, and then Jens got me to do some uh, jujitsu classes, and he got me to do some some uh, boxing classes or whatever. And then he was like, "Man, you already know, you know, a lot of stuff. Let's you might as well go ahead and hop in a fight or whatever." And I was like, "Well, all right, that's uh." But you just said, "All right," you, I mean, you're not even like because I know. Yeah, you I had been training. I've been training though, like like I was training those guys, and then I was hopping into classes. So I was training probably about three 
maybe three, four months. No, like three months. I was training like three months, and um, he was like, "Yeah, let's try to find you a fight or whatever." Because he was he was still fighting at the time, and I was helping him train. And um, yeah, we were all helping him train. Me, Josh, and TJ. And then we were, you know, training the guys at the gym. And so then, um, yeah, he was, like, hopping to fight or whatever. But it took me a while. It took me, like, three three to four months to, like, find or find opponents, you know, because of the wrestling. I feel like it was hard to find an uh, opponent. And so then um, what happened? I, I think we got a fight uh, while I was in Kearney still. And then – um, the gym was, um, ended up, it was closing down, um, cause he was like moving, he was doing a, a winter warrior, um, he was doing, uh, yeah, winter warrior in Australia, so he was gonna have to uh, move to Australia soon or whatever, so he was, uh, he was, they, they closed the gym down, and, um, I actually moved, we drove, me and gents drove to, um, to, uh, Iowa to, um, to move to, uh, Pat Millich's gym. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we drove there to Iowa. It's a funny story, too, because we, like, ran out of – his car didn't have no – the gas meter on it or whatever, so we ran out of gas, like, on the way from, from Nebraska to, to Iowa, and uh, we had to, like, ask this, this uh, lady, this lady who was on the way to – man, I wish I knew this lady or could find this lady now, but uh, this lady was, like, on her way to pick up her kids uh, at, from daycare and uh, I was like, I had knocks on her door and said, "We just, if you got a gas can or something, like we we ran out of gas, if we can find her gas can." So I like rolled in the back seat with the with her kids and stuff, and we got a gas can and uh, came back to tent and, and filled it up, uh, whatever, and then made it to uh, Iowa. And so then uh, uh, that's how I uh, ended up in Iowa training with those wow. guys. Well, hold on. Well, I want to hear the rest of the story because the, you have a whole career. But first, I, I got to tell you something about something really important, okay? Uh, yeah. And that okay. is the final 22 teams have made their way down to Orlando and are ready to get back on the court. And with the ending of this year's basketball season, will be different from the – I know it's going to be different than the last year, but that's okay. No shortage of action in DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To celebrate the return of basketball, DraftKings will have not one, but two $1 million top prizes through the first uh, two days of the resumed season. So get in all the action now. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy basketball, very easy to play. Just pick eight players, set underneath the salary cap, and pile up points for three-pointers, rebounds, assists, and more. No better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test. Compete for $1 million. Okay? I know you could use a million bucks. So can I. Oh, for now, sure. You got, you, got, you got a son and a wife and the whole thing. Now, uh, with millions of bucks up for uh, grabs this week, no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. So call to action. Download the DraftKings app now. Use promo code ROASTED to get a free shot of millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code ROASTED to get a free shot of millions of dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions will apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, so your first fight coming in, right? How, yeah. nervous, how nervous are you? You know, I wasn't nervous. I was excited because um, I felt like, you know, at that point before I had had a fight, I felt like I was I was ready to fight, you know? So I was, I wasn't, I was like almost too, uh, I didn't know what to be nervous about, so I wasn't nervous, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I, I had no, like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I had no fear because I wasn't smart enough or I wasn't experienced enough to know what it I was. I had to say, I was doing stand-up comedy. I've been in comedy 21 years, and, like, the first couple yeah. of times, I'm like, this is fun. 
yeah. I was scared of bombing. I'm like, I didn't even think about bombing. Like, I, exactly. I but were you planning on using your wrestling, or were you like, you know, what, I'm gonna box? No. So my first, um, my first first couple fights, I wanted to just use uh, the boxing. I only I had boxing, and um, yeah, I wanted to use just my boxing. That's how I wanted to finish the fight. Um, but I ended up using it. <laughs> I ended up using wrestling. I think I ended up. Uh, I had him in like a like a, a anaconda standing, and he was like six one. And I like picked him up by his uh, head or whatever, and had him in an anaconda, and his feet were dangling. And then I he like went limp, and then I set him down. And then I thought I was like the greatest ever. <laughs> well, some of your fights, you knock the guy down, and then you do some kind of weird airplane thing. Like, what what is that? Oh yeah, that was like my second or third fight. Yeah, because I what was that celebrate. What is that? What is? Yeah, I was. <laughs> what is I was that? like. Uh, I was that, that's what I thought was my gimmick, the Superman. Uh, I was Superman, so I was flying around. Oh, like, you were okay. I, yeah. I <laughs> like I was Superman. I didn't know what was going on. I just know you knock the guy out, and then you start flying, and I'm like, yeah, like I was Superman. <laughs> but I feel like you you practiced more of the Superman than the, the fighting. It seemed like you were more excited about hey, the, that fight. I did. I was thinking about. I think I had got shirts made or something super, and I thought. Like, oh man, everybody gonna think I'm Superman. I'm, it seemed I'm gonna like go out and I'm gonna do a backflip. Right. You seemed like you were into the celebration more than. Oh, yeah, I definitely was. I practiced this. I've definitely practiced. I practiced my my celebration more than I probably practiced what I was gonna do in the fight, for sure. Uh, well, so many times. And then, like, I mean, there were some fights you were head, you head kicked people, they went stiff. Uh, yeah. I mean, you were knocking people out left and right. And then, like your seventh fight, you fight Jeff Curran, who must have had. Oh like, yeah, you must have had that like was, fifty fights on him or something. Yeah, I um, yeah, I fought him. I think I was like six and zero, seven. Yeah, seven and zero. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and I had fought uh, Jeff Curran, which was yeah, he was he had a lot of fights and a lot of experience. Um, and then you fight most Rob of Emerson my fights. That. And then Emerson, I'm like. I'm like, damn, who's your manager? Like, he's throwing you in with, like... Yeah, the who, I mean, and, I, and that's my... I mean, I asked for those. I asked for those fights because, first of all, I mean, I feel like um, the way I train, I train um, kind of... I train to be elite, and I, you know, I want to fight the elite. Also, like, I don't I don't agree with the business model of um, not, uh, not being thrown into the fire, you know? Um, I feel like uh, some people... You know, they feel like uh, in the beginning they, they want to protect their record and they want to protect, you know, um, protect how they look or look a certain way. Like they want to beat people to look look yeah. good or whatever. But I, I like actually want to be good. I want to be um, known. As, I want I want to to be a killer. You know what I mean? So I gotta I gotta fight killers and I gotta be in there with killers. So um, that's kind of how like I've always. I've always trying to take fights. Uh, it, first of all, it's hard for me or to get me or like people al al um, on my level. Nobody yeah. really wants to risk risk um, risk yeah. risk their record or risk looking looking like they're not good. Um, I felt like I had a problem with that in the beginning, where I was like, no, like my first my second fight, my first fight, the dude fell out or whatever. So I fought a dude that was kind of a last minute replacement. But then my second or third fight, I fought a guy that was like nine and one or nine and two. When I had no, it was it was actually my my third fight, I believe, because it was like my second fight at Rufus Sport, and um, they gave me a guy that was like nine and two, and I was like, yeah, for sure, you know what I mean? I 
I want yeah. to fight. I want to fight the guys that are like supposed to be good. I want like that's what I want. <laughs> you know. Well, you have. I mean, even the guys in the LFA you fought. Some of these one one guy you beat has a victory over Marlon Morass. Uh Yeah, that la yeah that guy. Um, uh, wasn't it Rafa Costa? Yeah, he's got a guy. Yeah, over uh, a UFC title challenger. You know what I mean? So. And that was and that was even a fight. That was a, a fight that happened uh, last minute too. Which, to be honest, like uh, my coaches didn't want me to take that fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? They didn't want me to uh, take that fight because they were like, they were like, this guy poses like he's he poses a threat and he's not really worth you know us like fighting or whatever. But in my mind, I'm like, like, like if he poses the threat, like that's the. That's the person I want, you know right, what I mean? Right, right. Um, and that was it was a it was a time too where uh like there was it was my my original opponent had um backed out or or got hurt and um and so this guy had stepped up and a couple other guys uh were maybe gonna step up, but this guy said yeah. So I was like, Yeah, man, I don't wanna end up not fighting nobody, you know what I mean? Um, and that was a time, too, where my finances was like, hey, I need to fight. Uh, no, I <laughs> looked at fight like, here because I know that Rob Emerson, before your fight, said this guy hasn't fought. That He, he said that your record was, uh, was hand-picked. He said my, my record was padded, and I wasn't, I wasn't ready to fight uh, his caliber of fighter. Which you know at that like point, I had you know what, fought, you might have had a I point. Not about padded, but like, they, he, they did, Rob Emerson's a really good fighter, and at that point, yeah. he was fighting UFC guys. And yeah, and he had, he, he was like the double champ at the time, and he had beat the guy at 45, knocked him out, and he had uh, won the belt at 35, or whatever, so I was like, really excited uh, to fight him, you know? And I remember him saying that, I remember him saying like, oh, this guy's fighting nobody, he thinks he's ready for me. Or whatever, but I was like, okay, and then what? And then after I beat you, you know, what I'm saying, what you gonna say then? Yeah. Like, like, are you somebody to beat? Because if not, go tell me who I need to beat for me to beat. You know, what's the name? You know, yeah, the one Rob, I don't okay. feel like Rob Emerson liked me a lot. But he happens to be a real nice guy. He's, I think he was just trying to get in your head. To be honest. Yeah, 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 um, for sure. No, after actually after he was like, I mean, he was coolish. I mean, I only exchanged a little bit with him after or inside the ring, you know, after a fight, you know, so. You know, he he probably cool. I just say never talk to him. Uh, the, the one hiccup in your fight was against Maxim yep. Now that yep. fight, I watched that fight because I was like, because I because I remember when I was talking about your Cass Bell fight, I'm like, I looked at your record, and I'm like, this guy is 13 to one. He lost in 15 seconds. I'm like, that's one of those things where it was a spinning back fist. And yep. I, I was talking to Ellerberger about that, me and Jake, and I'm like, you know what? Oh yeah. I'd rather, in some ways, lose by a fluke spinning back fist that you didn't see coming in 15 seconds, than get dominated and all your flaws yeah. exposed. You know? And see, I see, I look at it a different way or whatever. Because I mean, I look at it like, like yeah, I uh, I lost in 15 seconds, but I feel like man, I didn't get a chance to like fight. I didn't get a chance to like show show nothing, you know. But um. You know, so I'd rather be, if somebody's, like, beating me, I'd rather it be somebody that, like, dominated me. So I'd be like, okay, well, I exhausted every resource. I just can't beat this. Or I I didn't, I wasn't shown, I didn't show up, you know. But that, what that was, I feel like for me, it was like a super, what I, it was what I needed. I needed a learning experience of, um, because to be honest, like, when I, um, my mindset going into fights before that fight was like, uh, was kind of like my mindset in wrestling. In wrestling, I would uh, even my my 
uh, Joe Renfro, he told me, he was like, okay, the first uh, 30 seconds or so, like, you're just going to fill them out. You know, the wrestler, you, you you know what I'm saying? You fill them out. You give him some head snaps. You see where he's at or whatever. And then, you know, um, you you slowly start turning up the heat on him, turning up the heat on him until he can't, you know, take it anymore. Where in fighting, especially, like, I feel like fighting me, from the jump, people are, are scared. People are, like you know, like on high alert, you know? So, um, and I feel like that, that strike was, I don't want to say it was a fluke. I want to say it was like, um, him reacting, reacting out of, uh, like fear, reacting out of fear. And, uh, uh, uh and his, uh, adrenaline was like pumping, you know what I mean? So he like did that quick, like, uh, a quick, I feel like defensive move or whatever, you know, and, but it landed. I mean, it wasn't like he didn't do it to land. That's so I don't want to call Anybody it. Anybody here watching, he throws a head kick. You yep. block the head kick. After yep. the head kick comes with a spinning back fist, which I have never seen. I've watched yeah. thousands and thousands <laughs> yeah. of fights before. And I, I still was it. like, whoa, like that's, yeah, I, I have see never it. seen and, that before. Exactly. And I'm thinking in my head, and that's, and that's my fault because I'm thinking in my head, okay, uh, my technique would tell me I blocked the head kick, I returned with a one two. You know what I mean? Um, that was just in my head. Um, so I uh, blocked the head kick, and I'm not even thinking, not even thinking to react what he's doing. I'm thinking of, I'm, I'm just like, okay, I re react with a, a one two, but I didn't have my head, my my uh, my two hand high. I figured, yeah, I think he came that way, or I spent him. No, he came that way, and um, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking to. Uh, I wasn't thinking he was going to be on offense or, or anything like that. And, you know, I got caught. And it was because I wasn't ready. I wasn't. Well, I've never seen know. that before. And I was like, watch that. I'm like, okay, that. Because it said spinning back fist on sure dog. And I'm like, okay, maybe he just came. I'm like, whoa, head kick. To yeah. Head kick. Like, to, I, and it was a beautiful move, man. It's like, I can't. I can't knock it. You know what I'm saying? It was beautiful. It he was. Got beautiful. Me, you know what I'm saying? That but that's like, definitely one fight. You know, if I. If I had to fight again, you know, I, I think I, I I dominate. I think I, I do a lot better. But, you know, that's why no, we do the fights, man. That, that people, guy's fighting John Dodson a couple weeks. Yeah, and he's doing he's doing amazing. You know, he's doing he's doing amazing in the UFC. So I'd rather be, you know, I, I'm, I'm so happy that he's doing good, you know, because that makes me look a little bit better. You and, know what I mean? You so. know what? Here's the thing. You know, it's like, I, you know, a champion is not about when things are going well. It's how mm -hmm. they respond when things aren't going well. So yeah. that, that was a lot of pressure on you. It was on Dana White's looking for a yeah. fight. So now yeah. you got Dana White coming to see you. Who yeah. knows what you're thinking? My big yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking past that point. I was thinking like, okay, uh, yeah, he's going to be tough. I'm going to win this fight, and then I'm going to go on to the UFC and then start my, start my reign in the UFC. That's what and, I thought. <laughs> and then 15 seconds later, you're like, what? That didn't go. What, though? <laughs> now, yeah. a lot of people, like, you know, depression, uh, self-doubt, they would quit, I had my shot, oh my God, you went out and won seven more fights in a row and, yeah. and, and are now in Bellator. So yeah. it shows yes, you how, how strong of a person you are. Um, yeah, and, and even, even after that fight happened, like I knew in my mind, I wanted to like get back on the horse right away, you know? Granted, my, the team, you know, they were smart, my uh, management and my, uh, my coaches and things were uh, smart, like, hey, let's wait it out. But also, I actually, um, no offense to the my manager uh, at the time, um, 
I had to uh, get rid of my manager at the time because I felt like he he was then like, okay, look, we need to, uh, you've had a knockout. Uh, we need to take it slow now. We need to uh, pick our opponents, you know, now. Where in, in my mind, I'm like, no, that's the opposite of, of what I want, you know. Um, we're not, like, on the same page. Um, I'm, I'm not... I don't, that's, that's not going to um, deter my confidence just because I, you know, I made a mistake in 15 seconds. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to like build my career off of, um, you know, uh, uh, picking, picking the fights. So um, I wanted to fight right away and I wanted to, I wanted to fight somebody tough right away. You know what I mean? Well, you got three wins and, um, in the VFC and then, then you went to the LFC, you got three wins and now you got mm -hmm. two wins in Bellator, um, which, yeah. Now, what does uh, Duke Rufus say to you after that fight, though? What does he say? Like oh, after uh, the fight I just had? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he was—he uh, just messaged me the other day. He was like super proud and super, you know what I'm saying? Um, he's happy and he's—you know—this is fun, you know, for us uh, because we put in a lot of work together, and and I'm starting to really like believe in myself, and and I feel like he sees that, and he's—he's he's just super happy with me right now. That's great, man. Now, what does he say after the knockout, the 15-second knockout? Was he was he like? Hey man, that was a lucky punch. Fucking no. Hit. So he said, um, I believe it was like it was. Um, he Duke Rufus is is one of those people that he'll he'll t tell you what you need to hear. You know what I mean? So it was. I remember that it was like times where I'm like hitting the bag and I'm not giving it my all, or I'm not. You know, um, I'm like going through the motions, and then he'll say stuff like like That's how you got knocked out. Hey, that's how you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, it like hurts. It hurts you in your heart. But it's things like you need, like it. Uh, it's stuff that's gotta trigger you. You know what I mean? It's gotta trigger you for you to make a change. You know what I mean? And like being knocked out is a really big trigger. So you know. So I mean, some people they feel like they don't uh, like click with Duke because he's mean or he's you know uh, he's tough on you or whatever. But like I'm I'm. Like, I appreciate, you know, I know that if you're not telling me stuff like that, you don't really, you don't really care. You know what I mean? Right, like, you only gonna, you only gonna, you know, tell me stuff like that when you, I mean, it'd be different if you were, like, telling me stuff like that all the time, you know what I mean? Or, you know, you're only shitting on me, you know, um, type yeah, of thing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I take it, I take it as, like, if you, you take your time out of your day to tell me some stuff, you know, that's, that's, um, uh, that's, uh catered to me, you know, like you care, you know what I mean? So he also knows you, you know? can take it. He knows how tough you are. He knows that, you know, yeah. that he says this to you. And no, I've been through some stuff like this ain't the, the worst thing I've been through. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, yeah, he's, he's just trying to put some fire under my butt. You know what I mean? Trying to get me to be where I want to be. So, so do you um, think that's the only thing I can like remember from that? Um, what's the name? They, the only thing, the, uh, the other thing they said was, um, like, my coach Scott Cushman and um, Duke, they said that I was, uh, they had, uh, they took credit for uh, me being, I was thinking too much or I knew too many um, techniques or something at the time, at that time. Like I was, because I, I was trying to spin his, I spent, that's what it was. I checked the chick kick and I spent his leg around instead of like checking the kick and then going to one, two. I checked it and I, because I was doing it a lot in this fight with Rob Emerson. I checked it, and then I kind of, like, off, off, off center him. So I'm, like, pulling his leg this way, and then he took that momentum and came, came right, around right, right. So that, that way, which, when, you know, is, you know, it could happen. It, it happened, and it was not going to happen again ever. Uh, no. Now, now, you've been calling out James Gallagher. 
yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I see you posting screenshots. Uh, yeah. Now, did he, he doesn't want to fight you? Is that what's going on? No, he don't want to fight me at all, bro. He said no. And I'm not, like, I'm not into... I don't need uh, James Gallagher to uh, to fight me for me to uh, you know make the title. I don't need him to fight me. I mean, I'm I'm probably I'm ranked above him in the world. I'm you know uh, I don't I don't need to fight James Gallagher. I just thought it'd be a fun fight to have if he yeah. wanted to fight. Oop. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he doesn't want any any any, any part of you. I mean, why yeah, he didn't want. No, he don't want. He like legitimately, and I have, I haven't seen this before. I've had people like deny fights with me, but I've never seen. You know, somebody like come up outright to me and say, "Hey, bro, um, I don't want to fight you at all. Nope, nope, not gonna fight you. I fight your teammate, but nah, I ain't gonna yeah, fight you." Yeah, what teammate? So, so, so about Sergio? He wants to fight. I think he wants to fight Sergio Pettis, but it's like Sergio Pettis be somebody that like smacked you, like, yeah, like Sergio Sergio Pettis dominated um, Ricky Bandejas, who like you know wiped the floor with you. Like you're not in that mix of uh. You're you're just not in that mix of you know competition, you know. So it's like, or like you got to have some, you got to get some wins, you know. And I'm that's what I'm saying. Like if you want to get to that fight, you should probably fight me. But you, he sees it a different way. He feels like he, um, I don't know what he feels like. I think he what he wants to do is uh, stay in Ireland and fight kind of. Um, of course, be a big, you know, big small pond. Yep, exactly. You know, yeah. and fight kind of people that he he feels like he can win against. So. And now, that's, you know, and that's, that again, that's like, I don't want to, you know, pressure him into a fight. If he don't want to fight, I'm not a bully. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to bully nobody. If you don't want to fight, then don't, you know, I can, I'll, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm looking to get to the title. So you, you're not going to help me get to the title really. You know what I mean? So who do you, who this would have been a fun fight. The fight between Caldwell and uh, AJ McGee. You say Caldwell and AJ McGee? Oh man. I don't know. I feel like, uh. I feel like uh, uh, Carwell will have the advantage on the ground and, and AJ will have the advantage on the feet. But, um, you know, AJ is – I feel like AJ is, like, really good. I really don't – I don't really uh, click with him because uh, he got a beef with my homie uh, Emmanuel Sanchez. So I don't really I don't really mess with him, you know what I mean? Um, but I feel like AJ going to probably win. It's like he's so – I haven't seen any holes in his game so far. Yeah, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, he's like good. He's he, he impressed me with that uh, fight against uh, Derek Campos. I didn't, uh, you know, before that I was I was kind of like, okay, you 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 a lot of hype, but you know, he impressed me with that fight. So August sixth in Bellator, we got Chandler versus uh, Ben Henderson. Who do we like? Uh, I like Chandler, man. I, I feel like uh, Chandler's he uh, something in his water. You know, he just don't stop. Yeah, yeah. Tim Johnson versus Mitrione. I hope Tim wins. <laughs> yeah, I hope Tim wins too. He's on uh he's on my uh management or he's on uh, part of my the same management team. I hope he wins. Uh Matt Mitrion. Uh, I don't know. But Matt Mitrion, uh I probably yeah, I'll take Tim. I'll take Tim. I feel like whoever lands first is gonna win that fight. Um Georgie Karakanyan versus Miles Jerry. Man, I got uh I got Georgie. I hope Georgie. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. It seems like a lot of the, the ex-UFC guys are coming over and not doing as well. Aside yeah. from, you know. I yeah. Know, I think you know. what happens is they come over and think that they just, you know, are, are levels above. And, um, you know, every organization got, you know, killers, especially nowadays. So, that's you true. know, they got to be ready to fight. 
Derek Campos versus Adam Borix. Oof, man, Derek Campos, man, I got tricked. That Eric, uh, that Borix is is dangerous, man. I, I got Borix. He's a dangerous uh, cat. AJ Agazarm is taking on Chris Lencioni. Oh, I got ah oh, man. I'll go with uh, uh I'll go with Agazar. Agazar. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty. He's good, but, but the other guy, the other kid's good. That's a good fight. They're both kind of that. Chris guy is like really good on the ground, though. They're both maniacs. Um, yeah. Now Roy Jones Jr. versus Mike Tyson. Oh man, <laughs> I got a. Uh... Mike Tyson, man, I got Mike Tyson. You got Mike. So I seen because I the only way reason, the only reason I say this is because I seen that freaking video of him hitting pads at the age he's at, and he looked like a monster. Man. I, well, I don't know hey. what Mexican steroids this guy's on. <laughs> he's taking some stuff. He's taking that Tiger Bomb, uh, Tiger uh, steroids. He uh, yeah, he looked like a monster. I seen Roy blood. Jones, and Roy Jones looked smooth, but uh, Tyson looked like a monster. I don't, I don't get it because he was like he looked like Oprah a couple years ago. Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he was all like brittle and freaking yeah. skinny and freaking. Uh, now he's like man, crazy. What, what happened? All right, so it came out today that Paige Van Zant might do bare knuckle boxing. Is, is that real? I seen that. Is that real? Is this? I think this is a bad idea. Her face. Oh, please don't do that. Her. Like, what is she doing? Please right? don't do that. I hope I hope that's fake. I really hope that's fake. I hope her her husband would not let her do some stuff like that. I mean, what does she have? You to know, do, ain't right? yo, don't she make a lot of money on Instagram because saying, of her looks? Right? Yeah, right. Like bare knuckle, you are like almost guaranteed to get cut. Like you're, like there's a ninety percent chance you're gonna end that fight with a cut on your face. Yeah. Uh, also, it got announced yesterday that uh, in Tora MMA. Bigfoot Silva's fighting again. He's one and eight in his last nine fights. He's been knocked out eight times in a row. Uh, he's in the same card as Paul Harris. Is this a good idea? Is this uh this is a fight or not a grappling? It's called Tora MMA. It's a new promotion in Florida. They signed Bigfoot Silva and also uh, Paul Harris, who like never lets go of the people's. You know, he's the guy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like that girl that blows you the bites to keep the bites you after. I mean, it's probably a good good idea for Toro uh, to have him because he's a big name. But I I feel like he should be done if he's been knocked one and eight. You know, one and eight in his last nine fights, and that's only yeah. And bare knuckle, he's also he's own one. Uh Oh, he's fighting bare knuckle too. Yeah, he yeah he well he he lost in bare knuckle. He uh, lost to Gonzaga. So uh, yeah, this is who he who he fighting. You know. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, fucking Alzheimer's. But uh, <laughs> well, listen, uh, Rough Beyond Stats. It was an honor to have you on the show. Uh, thank you so much. When's your next fight? Anybody? Any date or? No, not yet. Um, I know they got fights uh, in August August seventh, and I heard they may have one August eighteenth. Um, I'm trying to stay in their ear. Try to uh, you know, stay stay in the loop. But um, yeah, hopefully I can get one by the end of the year. I love it. COVID and Bellator and and where can people find you on Instagram or Twitter? Um, so you can find me um Rafion Stotts R A U F E O N S T O T S um on Instagram and Twitter. Well, thank you so much, man. Have a great rest of the week. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Anytime, man. Thank you. I'm a